So today, my goal is to tackle three questions that you guys have asked before, and um, just going to the first question is about God. So if we put it on the screen, the first question, it says, how do we know that God exists? How do we know that God exists? That's the first question we're going to try to tackle this morning. And, uh, and this is one of the biggest questions people around the world struggle with. Like, that God exists. And I would say this, as simple, as shallow, as obvious as it might sound, the first reason why I believe that God exists is because, you ready? It's because he has told us so. God has told us so, that he exists. God has revealed himself to us through the Bible. God had decided to not stay silent. If God were just decided to stay silent, that, would, that wouldn't be helpful for us. But God himself decided to reveal to humanity. And this, this, is, what, this, is, this is how the Bible says that God has revealed to us uh, first uh, let's see, Romans 1, verse 20 to 23. Romans 1, verse 20 to 23. And pay attention to what the word says about God's existence. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. God is saying, I have revealed myself to you, humanity, so no one has no excuse saying, like, I don't know if God exists or not. But this is the issue. Verse 21, 22, and 23, this is what it says. For although they, we, as humans, knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking become futile, and their foolish heart were darkened. Verse 22, although they claim to be wise, we claim to be wise, and we became fools. And we exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. God not only exists, but God has communicated the fact that He exists through the scriptures. We see in the Bible how God is like, what, what, what is God's plan for humanity. The, the, God has revealed Himself. Imagine just for a second, imagine for a second a world without the Bible. Just imagine for a second, we don't have the Bible. It would be really hard to know how God is, who God is, and, and how he's like, and what is his purpose for, for us. And, and, uh, but God decided to show us what his plan. God gave us the Bible. That the Bible gives us enough proof and testimony how God has been interacting with his creation. 
You see around the Bible how God spoke to men and women through the Bible. At, at one point, the Bible said, like, God revealed to Moses through a burning bush. And, 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 and you keep going in the Bible. It's all like God at one point, with his own handwriting, he wrote the first Ten Commandments to Moses and to, and to the nation of Israel. With his own handwriting. And, God, and, and you can keep reading, and God continues to speak men and women, and, and he's continued to speak through prophets in the Bible, and, and, and he just continued to, to seek for men and women to, that wanted just to open their hearts to, to a relationship with him. Because God, his intention is to reveal himself to humanity. He, he didn't hide. He didn't, any, he didn't let anything for later but he himself revealed to you and to me. So we get to know him, how he is. You know, like God, God became flesh in Jesus. And Jesus being God and fully God, fully man, he walked through the earth and, and, and um, he was around us. And he... And he felt pain, and he wept, and he suffered. So today you can re relate with a God that, that went through what you're going through. A God that has shown himself to you and to me. To me, there's no best, best reason how to prove that God exists just through the Bible, his own word. And I know these questions, it's like, it's like a branch. It's like a branch with many leaves and many angles, and, and I, I won't be able to cover every single aspect of, of this. And I, I just want to share two, two reasons what I believe that God exists. And the first one is because he told us all. He told us all. And the second reason I, uh, I would like to share with you that God exists it just, just by looking around you. Can, can you just look around you, around the room, and, and you see people, and um, just so you know, believe it or not, the person next to you or close to you was, was, it was created by God. It got creation. Do you see how perfect made that person is? Because God revealed himself not only through scripture, but just through, through creation. Everything that we see speaks about a God. That speaks about what only a God with divine nature, with eternal power, is able to make. And, and we should, and, and this is what we should do. We should look at, at creation. And we should look at what is visible. And we just look around and we just, we should come back with some obvious conclusions about who God is. How amazing, how great our God is. How it's possible like, it created everything for you and for me. I love this Psalm, Psalms 19, because this is kind of like a poem about how nature talks about God, glorified God. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 4. And, and just listen to this. Verse 1 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God, the skies display his craftsmanship. Verse 2. Day after day, heavens 
continued to speak night after night they make him known they speak without a sound or word but their voice and the war and their voice is never heard yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world God has made a home in the heaven for the sun I find help, just help me to celebrate an amazing God that his creation can we just put him together to celebrate an amazing God that has revealed himself and that his creation talks about who he is you know, the other day, I was just looking at the complex anatomy of a ladybug. And I don't know if you can, you can see the ladybug I drew on my, on my fingertip. And, and, and you might not be able to see it. You know why? Because they're so tiny that you might not be able to see them. But, uh, but uh, let me tell you the way they are. They, there's so m many tons of microparts, and they're all together. And they are perfectly joined to the point that made this creature able to walk, to be alive, to fly, and to experience nature. Let me tell you, there might be, there, there's, there might be a God that you and I might respond to in some level. There might be a God that you and I might respond to some level. And I want to conclude this question by saying, why, how do we know God exists? People often, people often judge God's existence by their own perceptions, by their own experiences. But let me tell you, like, perceptions are only that, perceptions. You might not know me. Or somebody might tell you about me. And, and, or you might just saw me from far, or you just see me preaching today and, and you might think oh he's a good person but some of you might think he's not a good person but that's only your perception that doesn't say who really I am because you don't know me but God God revealed himself to us let me tell you perceptions are just a weak source to weigh and to judge God's existence to judge the only God, the only judge. So um, let's move to the next questions. And for this one, we're going to change gears because this question has to be more with end of times. And I know some of you like those topics. And, um, um, and um, if we put on the screen, this question said, will the church be here for the tribulation? Will the church be here for the tribulation and I will do my best to make this answer as simple as I can because I don't want to confuse you there is a ton of material on this topic and I just I just want you to know like this this is one of the questions that have made a big big debate between theologians for years and years but I will give you my opinion according to the scripture and so to answer the question, will the church be here for, for the tribulation? We need, to, we need to be mindful of two words, of two definitions, of two terms, two meanings. And the first one I want to share with you is the word rapture. Can you say with me rapture? rapture. 
That, that's, that's the main word we need to know to answer this question. And, 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 we, and we can find the, the, the answer to, to the rapture, to the definition in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. And this is what the Bible says about the rapture. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. When you see the word the Lord, it's referring to Jesus. It's saying like Jesus will come down from heaven. This is talking about future, what's coming up. The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of archangel. And verse 17, okay, then it says, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, who, we who are still alive and left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the earth. And we, and, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Can we go back? Can we go a little back to, to the... So that phrase is underlined. Them, so we... We meet God, we will then in the clouds to meet the Lord in the earth. So, th this is what the rapture is Jesus will come and we will just disappear. We will just be just meet Jesus in the earth in the clouds. And, and, and this is, we, we don't know when this is going to happen, by the way. If many people have been trying to prophesy when this will happen, and they just have been just just big mistake because nobody knows only god knows but this is what the bible tells us one day this will happen the rapture will happen we will be removed from earth and we will go and meet jesus on the in the earth and um i just i don't know if you have ever experienced this but uh when i was around 12 years old um i heard about the end of the times and the rapture and all of that and 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 obviously, I was in shock because I didn't know what's coming up. The end of the times, and, and the next day, I remember I took an afternoon nap. And you know how those afternoon naps may take you, my, you know, just woke up confused. I remember I woke up, and then I heard no sound at home. And then I started calling, Mom, sister, brother, and nobody was there. And you know what I said? the rapture and then i started crying like a baby because i thought i was left behind i hope i'm not the only one that have been going through that anyone else in the room thank you thank you thank you for the encouragement <laughs> thank you church but uh, yeah this this is basically what it is the rapture one day we will all just meet jesus and by the way you're 12 or you're 20 and you hear for the first time about this, this, this is nothing to fear. The rapture is a time of rejoice. The, the rapture is one of the, of the big hopes of, of, of for us as Christians, just to be with Jesus, like First Thessalonians said, forever, Amen. forever. So this, this, is, this should be a rejoice. This is nothing to fear about. And so this is, this is the rapture. And the second definition I want to share with you, and I will give you the answer, is the word tribulation. Tribulation. In the, in the Bible, it's described as a seven-year period when God said it's going to be a great trouble. The, the earth will be great trouble because I will be one world government. The, the Antichrist will rule. And, um, and 
uh, would be famine, it would be uh, pestilence, and um, and would be chaos, and uh, um, the Bible just say like uh, it would be furious uh, judgments against the, against the people, the population, and half of the population would be killed. And, and it's just crazy how it is. And, and if you want to read more, if you're taking notes, you can read about the tribulation on um, Revelation 8, Revelation 6 to 18, or you can go to Daniel 9 and Matthew 24. This is Jesus himself talking about how this priest is going gonna, is gonna to be like. And so the question we're doing is, will the church be here for that time of tribulation with the antichrist rules and all the bad things are happening in the church i personally believe according to the scripture that when the trump with the trumpet god trumpet sound i believe that we all be raised and we meet jesus in heaven before that time of tribulation and this is and and i'm going to give you an, another verse to support what my question, my, my my answer, and and it had to be more with the nature of the church. The nature of the church is what Jesus declared about the church, what Jesus established about the church. And let's look at uh, Matthew sixteen eighteen, and this is one of the things that Jesus mentioned about us as the church. And when I say the church, I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about you and me, like capital C church, all the believers around the world. And this is what Matthew sixteen eighteen says. This is Jesus speaking, and he said, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So Jesus basically giving a promise not only to Peter, but the whole church. When the Bible said about, about the gate of Hades, it's referring to a realm of death, a realm of hell. And Jesus is saying that realm will not overcome the church. And this is what the reason why we believe like we won't be here when the Antichrist is ruling the world. Jesus already paid a price. Jesus already paid a high price for you and for me. And he won't allow the Antichrist to rule over you or over me. We will be with him by that time. We also can celebrate that. It's, it's just rejoice. We'll be with him. And and I hope this answered the question on some level. And, and we can go on and on. And, but uh, if, I, if I do that, uh, we won't be able to, to cover the next question. And I want to invite the worship team to come to stage. Because we are about to wrap it up with the third question. And the third question has to be more with, with life. And it's, it's about what, what is God's purpose for me? What is God's purpose for me? And, and I know at one point of our life, we all have asked that question. Like, what am I here for? What is my purpose in life? And, and mainly when, when you feel like you're not clicking in this world. And maybe when you're going through difficult times and when you had tried once in one and you feel like nothing happened and you feel just all discouraged and you, and you usually have that question. What, what is God's purpose for me? If there is any purpose in life for me. And the reality is like, we all want our life to count for something greater and bigger than ourselves. But let me tell you, there is divine purpose in you because you have been created by a great designer, 
the behind designer there's purpose in you let me tell you this you are the only you in this planet earth if you didn't know you are the only you in this earth and God is willing to use your life it's never before as ever before nobody had done it I'm so glad to see in the Bible how God, how God used different people different women different men and different contexts and just different ways and and because each one of them had the purpose to, to accomplish to fulfill on this earth as well as you you were created with purpose for a purpose you were created for purpose for a purpose and there's no other place to, to find your purpose than in Jesus in God because he created you this is what uh, 1 Corinthians 10 31 says about purpose this is just kind of like summer, it's a summary of our purposes and it says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it for the glory of God that's our main purpose in life that's our general purpose in life just live a life to glorify God with everything we do you know um, at times that word purpose might be seen like a big word so far away like purpose because we relate that word with success right like when I, and you feel like you're not there yet and you still feel like you haven't found your purpose because you're just working behind the scenes to one day be there but let me tell you what if you break down the word purpose and you just start calling it calling it start calling it like my current task my 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 current assignment in life what what if you leave that word purpose in here and you come back to, to your reality, to, where, to your real world, to what you're doing today. And you say, this is my task today because one day I will be there. And this is my, my current purpose. And for some of you, it might be just to be the best mom and dad you can be for your children. Just to be for them. For others, it could be just to be more loving and more pleasing spouse for your partner. Just... And for, for all it could be just your current purpose, your current task in life could be just to be honoring and be obedient to your parents. For all it would be just to, in your career, just to be more efficient and to give your best. Just to give, bring God's glory in everything you do. For all it could be just, just be the best of you, just invest in yourself as you prepare for God, for what, what you have been asking God for God for what God has for you and I don't really know what this question was specifically in regard to but I can tell you like God sometimes start a purpose in people when, when you just say yes God I'm available or when you start fe- uh, just feeling the space and the need this is what Ephesians 2.10 says about you and the purpose that you have in life he said because we are God's masterpiece we are God's masterpiece 
And he has created us new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he plans for us long ago. So whatever, whatever God wants you to do, just know this. Just remember this. That God will take responsibility for providing to get it done. If your purpose coming from God, if God put inside you with divine purpose, He's responsible for providing to get it done in your life. So take courage. Take courage. Life could be hard. But you can trust God with you tomorrow. Let me say one more time. Life can be hard. But you can trust God with you tomorrow. Right, so just to conclude. After attempting to answer all these three questions. I also have a friend that has a question for you. I think that's fair, right? I can also have a friend that has questions, right? And... The question of my friend for you is, what are you going to do with God's word? What are you going to do after receiving God's word in you? I just, you're just going to just, when you finish the service, you're just going to check out and just live your life the, by your own way? Or are you going to allow God's word to transform you and to make you in here? What are your next step in life? I'm just, I'm just asking for a friend. Let's close our eyes. And because God's purpose for you is already crafted. But how are you going to respond to his calling? I don't know what voices are you been listening to lately in your mind. But let me tell you some truth. The thing that you did or what happened to you when you were younger cannot reverse what God has prepared for you nobody can break up with you and cause God's purpose just to be interrupted nobody can fire you there's no disappointment in life there's no struggle in life that could happen to you and can interrupt God's purpose in your life God hasn't, God hasn't changed your mind, his mind for you. God hasn't changed his mind, his plan, his purpose for you. Finding your purpose in life. Maybe today, what you need to start doing is just making yourself available for God's purpose for your life and, 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 and if this is you and this is you like man I just wanna I just need some help I just need God's purpose in me I have been feeling defeated I have been working I have been just walking like nobody in life and, and uh, I just might have a smile on my face but uh, deep inside I just die and I just I just don't want to live anymore maybe what you need to say and do and just give your life to Jesus. And if this is you, I just want to invite you to repeat after me. In your heart, just say, God, I give you my life. God, I give you my life. 
And you might have a longer conversation with God later. But everything starts with one step. Small step, still step, still progress. God, I give you my life. And if you so when you make yourself available for God, you can say, God, use my life. Use my life for your purpose. I want to be used by you. Father God, I just pray that all these people here, God, including myself, God, we can see you in the middle of everything that we do, God, in the middle of everything that's happening, in the middle of everything that was going on, God. Just the divine power cannot be interrupted. Father, you will take it to competition. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. We all stand. Let's continue to worship.